Hello and welcome into Sweet Seats episode 12, the podcast made by the sports broadcasting class right here in Lake Orion High School. I'm your host, Grant Brennan, alongside my co-host, Jacob Baskow. What's up? Jackson Bellinger. Hello. Lyndon Potter. How we doing? And Blake Skipicki. What's up, fellas? Let's start with some college puck. Um, to start it off, some big news as of recently, uh, last week, the Olympic team for... Um, where, where's this taking place again? I can't think of it. I think it's Beijing or Shanghai. It's like, somewhere in China. All right. For this, though, obviously NHL players are not allowed to participate. So clean sweep of college hockey players are going to be playing uh, in the Olympics for USA this year. Uh, three of those players on the Michigan Wolverines. Jacob, how do you think the Michigan Wolverines are doing this year? Uh, they're all right. I, I mean, they're one of the top five teams in, in college hockey for sure, but... Their defense is a bit shaky. That they're they need to up their PK game. It's a bit laxative, and uh, I be, I do believe Owen Power was a bit of a mistake at one. Uh, he's he's pretty good offensively, but he just doesn't look. He's just not flying around out there like he was in the juniors in college. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, Michigan obviously star-studded team on the offensive side, but the G, the defense just ain't getting it done. You know, you watch Owen Power, you watch Luke Hughes. Obviously, they can both provide offense, but just on the defense end, like you said, they're just not getting it done. They're getting burned. Um, another team here in Michigan. Let's keep it in Michigan here. The Western Michigan Broncos. Oh, how about them Broncos? I know you have a little bit to say yeah, about they've, them. They've been Blake. having a great year. I was uh, I was up there about a month ago in the Lost and Ice Arena. Uh, I was watching those Broncos play St. Cloud, and St. Cloud was number one. They played them back-to-back, -back and they won both those games. Uh, they're, they're a chippy team. They go on the ice. Uh, they got some bruisers out there. Uh, this is an interesting statistic. They're the uh, tallest and heaviest team <laughs> in the nation. So, you know, they got some big bodies on the team. They're not afraid to hit a couple guys. Um, they got top 10 save percentage and penalty kill percentage because uh, they they were committing a couple of penalties, but they uh, when they're on the defense there, you know, they're killing the penalties. They're getting uh, their guys back on the ice, and they're saving saving the puck, keeping it out of the net. Yeah, something just to look at here. Um, they had a series postponed this past weekend due to COVID, and then before that, also postponed due to Michigan. Oh, they're ducking for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, what do you guys think about that? The Michigan kind of just canceled out of the blue here. Just no really reason why besides for COVID. What do you guys think about that, that teams can just have the ability to just randomly postpone games now? I mean, what's this going to mean when you got a tough game on your schedule and your guys may be a little rusty, you want to be exposed on national television? What's going to stop a team from, hey, we got a few COVID cases, we're going to take this one a little easy. What's, what's going to stop them from doing that? Yeah, or if you have, maybe you ha only have like one or two COVID cases, but it's one of your top guys and, and you're playing a good team, like you said, and you don't want to get exposed, it's like, and we'll just sit this one out, we'll take a break for a day. You can, you can easily do that for sure. Yeah, and uh, Ethan Frank, captain of Western Michigan, really took to Twitter here and absolutely just went off on uh, the Michigan Wolverines Twitter page here, just saying they're absolute frauds and, you know, stuff like that. I say if you got the if you got enough people to get on the ice, you play the game. Exactly. Yeah, I agree for sure. And speaking of Ethan Frank, uh, Ethan Frank, he's leading the the entire league and the entire NCAA in goals per game. So I think he's really been quite the quite the goal scorer, and I think he'll lead the um, the NCAA in goals. Something about Ethan Frank too, just how his age. I'm looking it up right now to see uh, his age. He's a 1998 birthday, so he is he is quite old, and that's why I believe that um, this Western Michigan team is just so much different than Michigan, just in the fact of the age difference. 
you know, these Western Michigan guys have kids coming into uh, freshman year, 21 years old, while the Michigan Wolverines have guys coming in at 18, 19. So I think it's just a fact of experience why Western Michigan is such like a better team this year, and Michigan really hasn't brought it together. Yeah, Western's average age on the team, I just pulled it up, is 20, 22.7. They, they're nearly 23 as their average age on that team. That's, a, that's an old team for sure. And then another thing to bring up here, um, obviously the rankings came out this week. Michigan down to, I think, three or two or three here. Got Michigan coming in at two. Um, Minnesota State, the site that I'm looking at right now, in college hockey, rankings are everywhere. You know, there's not one solidified ranking. But the site I'm looking at right now on NCAA.com has Minnesota State number one. Um, it's just this team is so con consistent over time. It's just I really don't believe they play too many good teams here. I'm looking at the conference right now. They play or in the conference. They play Bemidji State, Michigan Tech, Bowling Green, Northern Michigan, Lake Superior, Ferris State, and St. Thomas. Just not not the greatest conference. You know, they play out good out-of-conference teams, such as St. Cloud and them, but just overall, not too great. Wildcats are doing pretty good this year. Quinnipiac? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are uh, the Wildcats from Northern. Oh, talk about Northern now. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan, the state of Michigan is kind of running college hockey, in my opinion, you know. Michigan, Michigan State, and Western all pulling in the top 10. Northern's top 25, in my opinion. Also got Michigan Tech in there, too. They're always a solid program. Always there. forget about Michigan Tech. That's on, my, that's on me. Can't forget the Huskies. Always finishing, like, top 10. And, yeah, you said Michigan's got three teams in the top 10. Uh, just dominance running through Michigan. And it's basically Michigan and uh, Minnesota every year. Yeah. Yep, Minnesota's got Minnesota State. We've got who else we've got on Duluth. here? Duluth. Obviously, I don't Saint think St. Cloud. Yeah, St. Cloud. Cloud. Minnesota. Yeah, I don't think Minnesota. Oh, yep, Minnesota is ranked. They're yeah, 11 they're right now. One, yeah. So, isn't Quinnipiac in in Minnesota? Could not tell you. Okay. Sounds like a Minnesota team. <laughs> yes, yeah. And with that, let's uh, switch it up into some pro hockey here. We're going to talk about the NHL. Um, last night, I want to talk about the Sharks and the Kings game here. Just because of the fact, I hope I get this guy's name right. Um, where is it? Timo Mir becomes the first player in Sharks history to score five goals in a game. Just uh, that was an unreal performance. Yeah. Uh, I was tuned into that game, and uh, it was just it, it was crazy. See, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, honestly, I don't think many of us have. And uh, with that, Hurdle, Tomas Hurdle, had uh, four assists, and Eric Carlson also had three. So honestly, just a, a stat-packing night for those three. Um, yeah, you got anything? Is, isn't Timo Meyer? Doesn't Timo Timo Meyer want to be traded, or, or is there like rumors around going on him? Is it either him or Hurdle? I think one of them want, uh, wanted to be traded. Could be wrong. Or there's like trade rumors around them. I have no idea, but um, yeah. So um, let's get into the Red Wings. Well, obviously, roller coaster part of the season. They're winning at home. <laughs> They're losing on the road. You know, it's just, what do you think, Jacob? 5-11 and, and 3 on the road. That's that's comparable to the Arizona Coyotes who are 4-11 and 3 on the road. That's just, that can't, that's not acceptable. That, you cannot be that bad on the road. If you want to be a good team, you have to go at least 500 on the road. Yeah, before they played the Sabres back to, or not back to back, but uh, or pretty much back to back. Uh, they lost to the Jets. They lost to the Sharks, and they lost to the Ducks and the Kings, all four in a row. But the Jets were home, still 3 nothing loss. You just you got to be good. you got to bear down every night. 
But uh, speaking of these two games over the weekend, the Sabres, honestly, I, I thought they played pretty well. Came back last night against the Sabres with an absolute laser from Larkin. Two of them actually, one in overtime and one to tie the game. But uh, yeah, I think, I think if they start getting their feet under them and start bearing down and everybody starts playing the way they should, I think they should be pretty decent to end off the year. I think they have some pretty decent depth on, on forward. I think they need some more depth on defense. I think they need a little bit more scoring on their defense too. I think Nadalkovic is, is a, has been doing great in goal for them, and I think Grice is a good backup. So I, I think they just need a bit of defensive depth for the future. Yeah, another thing with that too, we got to remember that Jacob Verano will be coming back, I think pretty soon, probably by the end of the month, to add even more depth to the forward position. You know, I think they'll have uh, Larkin. Hopefully, let's. I want to see Larkin, Verano, and uh, Raymond, but uh, you know, you can't always get what you ask for. And then with that, speaking of Larkin, he was named as the Detroit Red Wings All-Star. We can get a little round of applause there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So uh, yeah, Detroit Red Wings All-Star, and the voting just finished up, along with Lucas Raymond, is being voted for the last man in. Probably will not get it as he's going up against guys John Tavares, Steven Stamkos. But uh, do you think he has a shot at the last man in? No, and no. I, I hate this NHL f All-Star game format. It's not a participation game. They don't need the every player from, or they don't need a player from every team. I just, I want to see the best players out on ice in the All-Star game. I want to see Brad Marchand out there. That's the biggest snub in my opinion. Mm -hmm. you know, Brad Marchand, who's a 20-plus goal scorer, cannot get in to the All-Star game. It's just w wild to me. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, you know, I remember a couple, probably three, four years ago, you know, the Wings sent like Mike Green, Franz Nielsen, just absolute bums. Like, it, you don't want to see them out on the ice. Jimmy Howard. Yeah, you just don't want to see them. Yeah. You want to see all the – it's an all-star game for a reason. Yeah, just cut it to what the NBA does, just top 15 voted, and that's who you take. It's just uh, just same thing with the MLB. They take one from every team. It's just uh, over, so over dilute of talent, and it's not everyone's going to get the same amount of uh, ice time, and it's just – we just want to see the best players take on each other, so – I think it's just a waste of time, energy for some of the players that do do get voted in. Although it is a great honor, especially for the fans too. Um, you, you're going to this All Star game to see the best of the best. You don't want to see, as you said, just some bums that they got to send one guy from one team, so he's got to be there. You want to see the best of the best for sure. At the same time, though, I feel like uh, if you don't send a, somebody from a specific team, you're going to lose that viewership almost. Just you know, if let's say Sabers or whatever don't have an All Star. You're going to lose all those Buffalo fans, you know, on the broadcast, in the stadium. I mean, it's not much to lose, but at the same time, you are going to lose those fans. Yeah, I was going to say, Buffalo has fans? I didn't know that. Speaking of, because looking at, what was it, was it yesterday's game? Yeah, against the stadium it, was completely empty. Yeah, there was no one there. Um, Anybody have any, uh, I know it's early in the season, obviously, and we still got a while to go, but anybody have any uh, playoff predictions or anything? Uh, one team I've been looking at uh, recently is, is my uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews. Uh, he, he's just a phenomenal player. He's uh, his five goals in his last four games. Brings him to 25 on the season, and he's just one, one behind the lead of Alex Ovechkin. And uh, I really just think this Maple Leafs team, you know, led with that experience and uh, Austin Matthews, you know, at, at, at the front attack, I, I really think they're this year for sure. They say that we say that every year about the Toronto or about Toronto Maple Leafs. They they always have a first round exit. But yeah, they, yeah, I'm I'm seeing something different this year though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just something something about those Toronto Maple Leafs this year. Just watching them on the ice, just skating around. Um, 
Uh, they look different this year. I'm, I'm predicting they're going to get it past the first round. It's the same team minus Freddie Anderson. Yeah, but the more more experience, um, I think the uh, you know the game plan has definitely changed a little bit. Um, there's not if you if you look at this team compared to last last year's team, I think I, don't, I think they don't even they look remarkably different for sure. Yeah, I gotta take one of the teams coming out of Florida, whether it's the Lightning or the Panthers. They're both showing dominance as they both hold the top two spots in the conference and both have the top uh, win percentage in the entire league. So it's gotta be one of those teams going far. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Colorado. Uh, there's just so much offensive firepower, and they have a few great defenders in Taze and um, Kale McGar, who I think is probably the best defender in, in the league. So uh, their, their goaltending is a bit shaky. I don't know if I, uh, if I trust their goaltending, but I, I do believe in their offense and the defense. Now, Jacob, do you see St. Louis being any problem for Colorado to hear it in the future? They play. St. Louis plays a really gritty game. I, I th- they led by Jordan Cairo and uh, Ryan O'Reilly. I think those two are can pr- provide great defense and grit, and they have timely goal scoring. Bennington is a, is a pretty solid goaltender. They have some big defenders that that could provide some problems for that fast um, Colorado offense. So I, I mean, I guess, but I, I I see the only the only team that I see providing a big like a uh, block for Colorado is Vegas when they get Jack Eichel back. Linda, do you got any predictions? Man, my St. Louis. I think, the, I think, I think the Missouri men are going to get it done. They play gritty, as Jacob said. They're going to get down in the dirt, down in the ice. They're going to put a few men on their backsides, and they're going to score some goals. I would have to agree with you with that, but I'm also going to disagree. I'm going to have to take the New York Rangers just because, obviously, they're looking good this year. Um led by Mika Zabinijad, you know, that now they have a star-studded defenseman in Adam Fox. Alexi Lafreniere obviously hasn't been the best, um, doesn't live up to that first overall, but I think he's, I think he's still up and coming. And then obviously Artemi Panarin, you know, just a star-studded team there. I think they're going to go pretty far. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you a similar question. Carolina's also in the East. I kind of like them more than the Rangers. You think this is going to be a problem? Uh I'd say yes and no, just because, you know, honestly, I'm I'm scared of Sebastian Ajo just because mm. he's honestly a great player. Um, the thing he does on the ice is, you know, fun to watch. So I do think it is a problem, but, yeah. So how, how far do you see – you said the Rangers, right? How far do you see them going? Do you, do you think they can make a run to the Cup? Um, I'd say maybe – if not run to the Cup, mm, I'd see them going far, but maybe not run to the Cup. Maybe give them another year or so just to, you know, get their feet under them. But, yeah, I do see them going pretty far. Um, with that, what do you guys, uh, Jacob? I'll ask you. The Canadians. Oh man, they have. I mean, is I don't think Price is back yet. Is Price back? I do not think. I, so. I haven't been following because I, I, they've been so bad. I haven't really cared to look. Montreal is is the worst. Is the absolute worst in the East. They are worse than Buffalo and Ottawa, which is really hard to do. They're seven twenty five and five in their last ten games. That are one seven and two. It's just. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know if it's because they lost Shea Weber. I don't know if it's because they lost Philip Denault. But they've just broken down from being in the in um, the Stanley Cup just a year ago. Yeah, I do think that was a bit of like a um, I don't even know what to call it. But you know, obviously they did good last year in the playoffs. Nobody saw it coming really. But uh, I am on NHL.com right now, and they do have this thing with the power rankings. But they compare the teams to Disney World attractions. 
The Montreal Canadiens are compared to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique Yikes. in the sense that the Canadians got to play dress up as a Stanley Cup contender for a few months Woo. and then they watched their roster turn back into a pumpkin, currently closed for renovations. Jeez. Oh, that's man. just <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, yeah, that's that accurate. Is, yeah, that's what I'm saying there. Obviously, um, kind of disappointed in their play just because, you know, everybody loves Cole Caulfield. Obviously, he hasn't been playing good. He's been up, but he's been down. But yeah, so. Um, Anything on that, Jackson? Um, no, not really. I think he covered it. Man, you, you can't go out and lose five to two to the Arizona Coyotes. Not a good look for your program. Not a good look for these players. I hope they can turn around. They won't. But you know, I can hope and pray. Uh, the one thing they can look forward to is is this trade deadline where they can where they can try and get a first rounder for Ben Chirot. Uh, that's the only thing that they can really look forward to this year. Do you see any big trades coming at the deadlines? Maybe Sherratt to like uh, maybe Edmonton. I think Edmonton really needs a defender. They have their defense is really killing them. And uh, Mike Smith being out is is kind of a big blow too. He's been kind of shaky this year, but I think he's kind of old and he's been injured a lot. So I think they they might also look for a goaltender too. Um, maybe uh, I don't even know. Yeah, you really never know what that. And honestly, the NHL deadline or trade deadlines just. Honestly, super random. You never know what's coming. Never know what GMs are thinking, you know. So with that, um, you got anything for uh, – speaking of GMs, I know we talked about it before on this podcast, but Steve Eiserman, how do you think he's doing – What I'm, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you guys all this. What grade, what grade do you think you give him? A plus. In a letter grade. A plus, Jackson? Um, I'd say around a B plus to A minus. Linda, you got anything? 95, 94, 93.5%. Okay. Yeah, I'm going I'm to stick in that range. I give him about a 93, A minus, near, near an A mm. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I personally think, obviously, I'd give him around everything, what everybody said there. You know, honestly, great GM. Did it with the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're seeing him do it here in Detroit, which, honestly, Red Wing faithful. You know, Hockey Town is going to be coming back. Mm. So, uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you to my co-host for joining me, Jacob. Jackson, Blake, and Lyndon. It's an honor. I'm Grant Brennan. Tune in Thursday with Anthony Schulte, where him and his crew will talk about the NBA and the NFL playoffs. From the WDBC Radio Room, this was the Sweet Seats Podcast.